0: imposter syndrome, not feeling like enough, or not really understanding how to overcome those upper limits or how to get over the things that are holding us back from being who we're truly meant to be in the world, then this episode with returning champ JJ Flazanes is for you. You know JJ from multiple episodes of Food Heals. At this point, I've lost count. She's been on so much. She's definitely a regular around here. She's an empowerment strategist, and she's the host of More podcasts than I can actually count, but my favorite is People A Choice Awards nominee, Spirit, Purpose, and Energy. She's the director of Invisible Fitness. She's got multiple best-selling books, including Fit to Love and the Invisible Fitness Formula. She was named the best personal trainer in Los Angeles by Elite Traveler Magazine. I mean, How many accolades and awards could I talk about her? She's just the best. You guys know her. You guys already love her. I could go on and on about her. Um, But if you want to follow her, go listen to Spirit, Purpose, and Energy because this show was already played on her show yesterday and now we're playing it on my show today. So we're doing a little crossover event with Spirit, Purpose, and Energy. So we recorded an episode for both of our shows and it's all about building self-esteem, we share our personal journeys of overcoming some of that imposter syndrome, busting through those upper limits, and we realized that we wanted to go deeper into this topic and actually give you some how-tos. Listen to the episode, check it out. And if you like it, we are doing a free workshop. It is called Three Ways to Build Self-Esteem. And it will be on Thursday, August 18th. So I hope you join us there. If you like this episode and you want more, you can join us on August 18th. We're going to cover the three steps to building self-esteem and why they're all equally important. We're going to identify if you have imposter syndrome and which category you fall into the most. And so that can kind of help you get out of it. And the most common self-judgments that we carry around and how to rewrite that programming, that those thoughts that go over and over in our head, right? Let's rewrite them to something better. And why affirmations don't always work and what to do instead. So that's August 18th five o'clock Pacific, eight o'clock Eastern. We'll go like 75 to 90 minutes, depending on if there's Q&A. And there's a free gift for anyone that comes live because it's way better to be live. It just picks up the energy um, and we can help you more if you're live. So anyone that comes live, we have a free gift for you. If you don't, there will be a recording. So we'd love to have you join us. That will be at jjflizanes.com slash self-esteem. All right, let's get right into it. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast
1: starts now. I'm excited to be
0: here with you, Allison. I'm so grateful to be here with you. I love working with you. I love listening to your show. I'm your fan. I'm your friend. And so anything we do together is always magical.
1: I can't wait. Um, ditto. I'm a fan. I'm a friend, obviously. Uh, wish I wish wouldn't have moved. But anyway, maybe I can convince you to move back. But Everyone's
0: fine. I- <laughs> Trust me. You're not the only one. It may happen. We'll see.
1: But how this conversation is happening, why this is happening is because I reached out to Allison to ask her to do a talk in my mastermind this year, a talk that she loves, that she feels really confident about and really is very impactful. And, uh, and that talk is
0: Um, It's about overcoming imposter syndrome. And the reason I wrote it and teach it is because we teach what we most need to learn. And as I've been on this journey of growing my brand and growing my presence and fully becoming who it is I want to be in the world, I realized there were all these misbeliefs that we collectively hold and some are different from others, but a lot of them are universal. So I wanted to speak to each of those and kind of bust the miss. And so that's where the o- overcome imposter syndrome was born from people just like you and me who are trying to do something amazing in the world and get held back sometimes by our own thoughts and feelings.
1: Absolutely. And I thought, well, what a great co- conversation to have, not only for my mastermind, but let's broaden that. Let's bring this to our audiences. Let's talk about self Esteem. let's talk about building self-esteem and because I think what people often assume is that because we're doing what we're doing, we don't have any fears because we're doing what we're doing we we must think very highly of ourselves all the time and that we don't have we don't get offended we don't have, upper limits. We are always confident and it it takes doing it to understand, especially, you know, for both of us in our shoes, you and I have very similar stories in that we're doing things in arenas where we kind of don't have necessarily like traditional credentials for. Like we're literally putting ourselves out there in big ways, claiming knowledge in a space where neither one of you or, you or I have a degree in.
0: Right. People, when I say, you know, I do food heals, I teach people the healing power of nutrition. The first thing I hear is, well, are you a nutritionist? And I go, nope, I don't tell you what time to... take your probiotic. I don't tell you what supplements to take. I'll tell you what's working for me. I'll tell you what's working for my guests. I'll interview people way smarter than me. I'll interview doctors way smarter than me. But I'm an expert because of all the knowledge that I've gained from doing my show for seven years, from writing the book, from doing a documentary film, all of that. That's what's created the expertise that I have. But no, I do not have a degree in that. And that's okay. And that is freedom, right? There's actually a lot of freedom from being outside of a system that has a framework that people have to stay within. And without those parameters, you can actually have more interesting and informative and exploratory conversations, in my opinion.
1: I agree on this side of it. However, before I kind of claimed this, and you were actually at my very first live event where I did step into the room and say, as a personal trainer turned empowerment strategist, I was like, "Um, so here I am and uh, this is what I'm going to be doing. And (laughs) And, and you know, and I said, I'm not an expert in law of attraction. And I don't know if you remember the response. I had a few people that went, yes, you are. And I was like, well, agreed who- 100%. Yes, you are. We're not worthy. <laughs> well, but uh, who, where is there a certification or anything that says someone is an expert in law of attraction, except in the fact that people see that you're using it, having results and you're getting what you're wanting and you're moving through things in in a, I don't know, in a productive way, in a it works kind of way. So I, but I was, I even padded myself. And so I wanted to have this conversation in a broader way with Allison to share with all of you, because let's speak about my mastermind for a second. I have several people in there who are getting so tripped up about not, even though they are more credentialed in ways than we are, right, in certain areas. But they have this imposter syndrome and and it yes it's stopping them from their business but I think that people have imposter syndrome in life in terms of dating in terms of worth of like I can buy a house or I can treat myself well I just got off a, a client call with a cancer patient I've been working with and even she when we first started a year ago she makes tons of money she's in a very successful biotech company but and she's probably listening to this so shout out to you, you know who you are uh, so she she wasn't giving to herself. She wouldn't spend money on herself. She was cheap to herself. And in the last year of working with me and working together, like that's one of the things that now she can claim, no, I now value myself enough to take the money that I earn very well and spend it on myself. And I don't have any guilt about it. In fact, I really enjoy everything that I'm doing. But it, you know, when we're looking at for me, looking at health concerns of people, let's say with cancer, because I'm working with a lot of cancer patients, and 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 that idea of I'm, I'm always about other people and I have to, my job is to give to others. My job is to support others. And what happens is they lose themselves. So of course, because we're the example of what we think about ourselves, when the world doesn't treat you the way you'd like it to, the only person you can look at is yourself in the mirror to say, what am I not doing? Why do I not feel worthy enough? Why don't I feel, why don't I have self-esteem to ask for what I want or feel like I deserve to get it?
0: Yeah. I see that all of the time. And I think one of the missing components, and you know this, I know this, but it just needs to be said is a lot of times when we are dealing with disease as well as reaching up our limits and not being able to expand into who we are meant to be in this world. It's very often unhealed emotions within ourselves and we're not dealing with those. We're not looking at those traumas and we're not looking at those things that are holding us back from our greatness such as, well, I have to do this because society says I do, or or, I have to do this because that's what mama taught me to do when when it comes to the people pleasing or I have to support my family first. I have to put them first. Well, absolutely. But you have to put yourself first or you're going to die. You're not going to make it, right? You're not going to be able to make the food if you're Mm -hmm. in bed. Bed, unable to get up and so it's really just all about identifying what are those things within us identifying who are we what are the standards we live by why are we that way what are the misbeliefs that we've held for so long and how can we reframe them and overcome them so we actually can expand in our life get rid of disease get rid of chronic fatigue get step into our power as a messenger for what it is we want to share that's what you did starting the podcast that's what i did starting the podcast that's what we do as podcasters we pick up a mic and we have our voice. That's what a lot of creatives do with video and all that kind of stuff. And so for me, it's just like, okay, what are the steps that I took that I can help other people do? And what are the steps that I'm still learning? Um, Because I think we're always on this journey of learning step-by-step. How can we expand even more and let go of even more? I love letting go. I love forgiveness. I love identifying a misbelief or identifying a trauma. Oh, forgot about that one. Thought I worked on that one. We got more to do. And so I love sharing those um, tactics with people. And I know you do as well. And so together, I just know there's so much that we can help um, others do and we can learn ourselves. I learn from you all the time. Every time you, you sent me two shows recently and I was like, I had to pull over. I was like, all right, you're not taking notes. So put it in the phone. Like, okay, what'd she just say? Re- repeat, <laughs> rewind. So I love learning and that kind of thing as well.
1: Thank you. You're one of the few podcasters whose show I listen to also. So um I, I love learning and what you bring to the table and your point of view. And you know, I think what people don't, again, I think there's a lot of assumption that happens in both of our communities and in the world that because we are doing what we're doing, we both make a living at what we're doing. We've been doing it now. I've been you know, podcasting for eight years. I started my show in 2014. I think you started in 2015. Yep. And 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 people will say, well, I can't do what you do, or uh, you know, I hear often, well, I don't have a lot of self-esteem, and I keep thinking to myself, what does that mean exactly? That you don't like yourself, you don't believe in yourself, and and some of that you know, it's like, how does someone get over that? And, and I would like to speak to, I will say up front that yes, definitely your core wounds and the way you were raised and the examples of people who in front of you, although I'll tell you, I mean, I don't think, I know what my uncle, his dad maybe started a CPA firm and maybe he took it over or something, but I think I could be wrong. Cause I don't talk to a lot of them anymore, but I think I'm the only entrepreneur in my entire family. Oh, wow. So, okay. <laughs> so I, that's, and I'm the only one that moved 3000 miles away. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there are there are people who just sort of are pioneers or they're risk takers or whatever, but that doesn't mean that no matter what your story is, you can't build your self-esteem to a new level. I see it all the time. You know, I see it every year with clients, I see it every year with my mastermind. It's I see it with us as podcasters how we keep stepping out and growing. Things that how I've grown just in my show from where I started to where I am now. I mean, I would never have guessed in a million years I'd be doing what I'm doing now. And or talking about or allowing myself to claim the expertise or the things that I'm doing right now in the world. And it's not because I necessarily think I'm the best qualified. It's because the work I'm doing keeps showing me that people are getting results. And I can't, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll go into that later, but I I would love to hear your, a little bit about some of how you think you built more self-esteem and maybe take us back to before you started the podcast and then some key parts along your journey in podcasting.
0: Yeah. And I think um, cultivating confidence goes along with a lot of other things that you talk about, that I talk about, like dealing with our traumas. So I won't have time to get super deep into that because that would be a whole other show. But I'll try to walk you through um, some of the times where I think I busted through some upper limits or some times where I think uh, the old me would have held back and the newer me with a little bit more confidence was able to step forward. And I'm still working on that to your point. Like, yeah, if you think this is easy for us, it's not. Um, It's certainly a journey. It gets easier over time as you do more, as you practice, as you grow, uh, but it's not easy. And so I don't want anyone to think, well, it's easy for them, so I can't do it. That's not the case. Like We're all taking risks here. And um, for some reason, I've actually been a big risk taker my whole life, but that doesn't mean I don't operate out of fear a lot of times at the same time. So let me tell you what I'm talking about. So I'll tell you a couple of stories, but essentially my journey was You know, I lost both of my parents to cancer, which instilled in me this passion for health and wellness. Because I was like, "Why did Western medicine fail them? How can we approach health from a different perspective? What is the mind-body-spirit connection?" I started asking all of these questions to myself, picking up books. This is pre-YouTube and pre-Instagram, and all of the things that we now have at our fingertips, where everyone's a health coach. But that didn't exist when this was all going on. So I just had some old, dusty books and a drive to find out more. Moved to LA and started meeting people and people who had really incredible stories to share about overcoming um, different health challenges, chronic degenerative diseases, all through things like juice fasting and eating a vegan diet and um, healing emotional wounds. And that's something that JJ, you specialize in. But when I started this, that was not even, that was barely talked about. It was food is everything. Food has the power to kill us or heal us. And so taking the next step and going emotions, spirituality, that was a big leap for me. Cause I was like, all right, I got it figured out. Food is it. And that's what I preached for a long time to everyone who would listen. Right. And then I had to take the leap and go, wait, you've learned a lot. You're teaching a lot, but oh my gosh, what about the emotions? Have you dealt with the fact that you lost your parents? Have you dealt with that trauma? Because all these people that you're interviewing are telling you stories about the nutrition, but they're also usually telling, hey, I had to divorce my husband, or I had to get over the fact that something terrible happened to me as a child. And so I had to go, all right, what is the next step in this? And learn that it is a holistic mind, body, spirit approach. And you know before i even started the podcast i'm learning all of this but i didn't know how to develop the knowledge and i didn't know how to do youtube or know how to do anything online i just knew i have a passion for this so i had a film production company and it was in every you know in society's terms it was successful because you know i had clients i made money i did good work had a team Anyone would, no one would leave this position in a normal, but I was all of a sudden after, you know, I did this for 15 years of doing this. I was so unfulfilled. I was like, I have to talk about nutrition. I have to talk about mind, body, spirit, um, medicine. And I went to a therapist's office and she literally said, I said, I want to leave everything I've built and I want to create something else. And she was like, well, it sounds like you have it pretty good. Like, I don't know if you need to leave that. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. But she was speaking out of her own fear. I know you're shocked right now. You're like, that's bad therapist, right? So instead of being like, oh, what? <laughs> she was like, well, it sounds like you have it pretty good. Because I did, right? But at the same time, I knew my heart and soul. I know you want to talk right now.
1: Well, because well, <laughs> you, you're, you're saying this is what I want. Yeah. Why is she arguing what you
0: just said? This is what I want right and so a part of my journey uh, there's so many lessons along here i hope i'm being succinct about it but part of it is to stop outsourcing not only our health to other people and doctors but also stop outsourcing our mindset and the way that we think to society and therapists and other people who are experts until you realize you have to go within when it comes to your emotional spiritual mental all of the health right so that was a part of the learning journey and i had to take this leap i had to i had to just go I'm going to start this podcast. I'm going to see what happens and cut to, you know, my story, but it's like, I never could have imagined what getting behind this microphone could have led to. I went from having a cool video production business that was no longer fulfilling me um, spiritually, that was no longer fulfilling my day. I was waking up dreading every day to getting in front of a mic, interviewing amazing people who had incredible stories to share, which led to me writing a book, which led to me um, speaking on stages all across the United States and the world, like Australia, leading retreats in Italy, like all these things I didn't even imagine for myself because I was hitting that upper limit of, well, you've kind of made it. Like you've, you've done the career thing. You're doing a good job. Why would you change? Well, because I wasn't happy and I wasn't satisfied. And it served a purpose for a while. But if I hadn't made that leap, I would probably be so burned out at this point, you know, it'd be seven years later, and I'm completely burned out and miserable and and unhealthy and unhappy. But I took that leap, and then I shut and ended up shutting down that production company. And I'll still work here and there with small clients who want to do something. But it was so heavy and weighing so hard on me. And society said, "Keep that job. That's what you do. That's what we. That's what you work up to, right?" I had succeeded, but it was only success on a you know surface level basis. It wasn't successful in here. And not that I'm successful now, but I'm so much happier and I'm reaching more people with the message that food heals and that is fulfilling in itself. And had I not taken that leap, like I said, who knows where Ali would be? I'd be drinking way more wine than I drink now, right?
1: (laughs) Well, you may not get an argument out of me on that one for right now, but but the the but when it comes to the the self esteem though, did you have doubts that you could do it? Did you have oh yeah fear that you'd be judged and criticized? I mean, I remember I think on a podcast paradise thread once you might have gotten like your first negative comment or negative review. Do you remember? Oh like, God! And like right because that's a lot of people when it comes to self esteem, they're afraid to do something because they're literally held back by what they think others are going to say. And, and I know that especially when we put yourself, when, you know, you and I and other people that put themselves out there in a bigger way, well, it's going to happen. I heard it said by one of my good friends years ago, 10% of the people will love you no matter what you do. Those are your, those are your diehard fans and, and, or hopefully some family or people that you love and are close to, that they'll love you no matter what you do. But 10% will hate you no matter what you do. There's nothing you're going to do to change their minds because it isn't about you. But you don't really learn that until you're in it. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, we've gotten bad reviews since then.
0: You know my story. I've been censored. I've been shut down. I've had hate emails. I've gotten horrible DMs. And does it hurt me? Yeah. But can I shake it off? I have to because they literally say you haven't made it till you get your first bad review. And if you're not upsetting someone, you're probably not doing anything good in this world. And I'm not saying you have to go out there and be super polarizing or political or anything like that. But I'm just saying, like, if you have a hater, it probably means that you're reaching a lot of people. And so let's celebrate that. But. that easy for me no so i look at this quote it's a it's a really good quote it says though when you're thinking about oh what are people going to think of me those who matter don't mind they're going to celebrate you like you said whatever and those who mind don't matter so your haters don't matter forgive and delete block and bless goodbye now is it easy the first time it happens no but do you develop thicker skin over time yes and when you are able to and I don't answer the haters, but I can answer them in my head and make a point, then I know I'm making an impact on the world and I know my message matters. And so I think um, part of that confidence building is just going, brushing it off your shoulders and going, well, you're doing something that matters. Otherwise you wouldn't even have someone mad at you right now. So pass the champagne. Alright Food Heals Nation, I'm here with Tina from Just Thrive Health and I've got a very interesting question for you Tina. I would love to hear more about the new product Just Calm, the 1714 strain and how it helps with de-stress and improving our mood. Yeah, so it's really an exciting new product. It actually helps bring down cortisol levels. There's many studies on this strain that shows that it brings down cortisol levels and it's also helping with brainwave activity. So putting you in that theta, that flow state, which, you know, who wouldn't want that? We know that it's, um, the strain reduces, um, perceived stress. It improves memory performance. It reduces mental fatigue and it positively supports brainwave activity and even improves the ability to handle like those occasional stresses. So, um, it's, it's really exciting and that we're, we're just, so excited to see the results already happening with the product well i'm so excited to add it to my daily routine along with my spore-based just thrive probiotics so everyone you can go to just thrive use the coupon code food heals 15 and you can get 15 percent off your probiotics anything you need and of course the brand new just calm product i can't wait to try it thanks tina thank you allison
1: I was looking for um, the latest hate comment that I got that I sent to you in text. Do you remember that? (laughs) Oh, no, I don't remember. Don't remind me. So, so what I, so on the podcast, it's a, it becomes a safe world because you not, I mean completely safe, but you would, you know, people resonate with you. They don't, they stay on, they like you, they get to know and like, and trust you. Sometimes they leave because they disagree with you. Okay, fine. YouTube is a different, different beast. And I learned that, and I stopped saying it, although I do say it a lot, that when someone comes on that they're searching, I'll say, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm J.J. Flazanes. This is my show. I am an empowerment strategist, not a host. So what that means is I'm going to talk. And then I ask the guests, so such and such, where can they find more of you in case they don't like me? And I say, if you don't like me, totally cool. You don't have to like me. I'm not here to try to get you to like me. But if you definitely don't like me and you want more of said person, then I, in the beginning of the show, ask that person where they can go find more of them. Do they have a YouTube channel? Do they have, you know, more videos somewhere? And then it gets that out of the way and it's actually decreased my comments by a lot. I so like I that.
0: It's a great strategy. <laughs> well,
1: because then it just, put, it just diffuses people. And then I've got in the audience of my my fans, like one person has written to me and said, will you stop saying that? Screw them all. Who cares? Stop saying that if they don't like you. Like We don't care if they don't like you. And I said, thank you. Like I could hear her love for me in there. And then I have other people that say, I actually, the more you say it, it, it really hits me. Like I really shouldn't care what other people think about me. And so it really helps to reinforce in me that, uh, that not everyone's going to like me and that's okay. So it's funny that I've gotten mixed feedback, but there was one and it was, so I have the timestamps. And for those of you that are on the video. And for that person who wrote this, um, I won't say your name, Um, and I don't know if it's a man or a woman. Oh, I think it's a woman. Anyway, it was under, and you can all see it if you're here. It's under the Inner Child with with Terry Reel. And uh, this person wrote, "Okay, this was at three thirteen p.m. on like a Friday or Saturday. This woman is completely nuts, totally self-absorbed. Why have a guest if you're just going to blather on about yourself? Bizarre." All right. Well, this person kept watching because. Twenty minutes later, at three thirty-three, they wrote, "Thank you so much for sharing your vulnerability and honesty. I really respect you for it. Fantastic episode. I really learned a lot from this exchange. What a great guest! I just ordered his book. Thanks to both of you." That Within
0: is 20- fascinating,
1: right? And I, I, I was like, I had to Photoshop this or put it together, screenshot it because it, it's a, it's proof of. A lot of people, and this is what social media does to you, right? Like you get to be, like, you wouldn't say half the shit you say on social media to people in their face. You would never stand in front of someone and abuse them, them. right, and shame them. You wouldn't say that if they were standing right in front of you, but you put yourself out there and people get to hide behind their computers and hide Mm. behind their phones and behind their pictures and they get to say mean things or they get to project. And that's what this really is. And yeah. so, again, I, I understood this, but I thought it was hilarious that 20 minutes later, it went from she's, she's nuts, me, to, oh my God, thank you so much for your vulnerability. Thank, a fantastic episode, right? Like in the same 20 minutes. And they didn't stop watching. Some people definitely start, get triggered, and then leave. Cool. Okay. But, you know, but was I always able to handle this so well? Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. Uh, there would be times when this first started that I would cry. There would be times when this first started that it would really weigh on me and I would really carry it around with me for a long time. And and it's really a reflection of what's wounded inside of me, right? But the more you understand yourself, the more you heal yourself, the more you understand people and what's really going on for them And, and this dynamic of being out in the world or not even being out in the world, just being in a family. People project shit all the time on you and it's not about you. But until we learn how to identify when it's about us versus it's not about us, then you keep basing your self esteem on other people. Yeah. Which is dangerous.
0: It's so it's so dangerous, and I used to do that. I rem- high school and college. My opinion of myself was absolutely based on other people's thoughts about me. And when someone would say something, I would take it so far to heart. I'd be like, "Well, I am this, I am that," and that's just no way to live. And I look at that little girl, and I give her so. Even college was still a little girl, right? You know, and I give her so much love, and I'm just like how you did not, I didn't have any confidence. My confidence was based on how other people viewed me in their eyes. And that's a terrible way to live. So if you're an adult living that way, I just want to say like, there's so much love on the other side. If you can get yourself through that. And JJ and I are here to help you do that. Not that, you know, I'm an expert because, uh, like to your point, JJ, like we are experts only because we've been through it and we've learned and we're here to share our journeys with others. But I think cultivating confidence is multifactorial and there's a lot of different tools and things that you can do to cultivate confidence. And it is a journey, just like the health journeys that we help people through. And it does take time. But once you're on the other side, God, it feels so much better to not get an given F about what people think. And look, do comments still affect me? Of course. But can I get over it in a half hour where before? it would be days, weeks, months, or years to get over it. Yes, I just got an email um, and she said, You're ruining your reputation. Like it was awful. It really hurt me. Um, and you know what I had to do? I had to sit on it for 30 minutes and reflect back. And then I really was able to recognize this is just your point of projection. This is a reflection of who she is, unresolved things within herself and her beliefs. And it's not actually about me. And so instead of, I thought about, you know, do I come back and do I write a heartfelt email? And I said, No, my energy would be better spent spreading the love and knowledge that I have in health wisdom because I'm not going to win this argument and therefore I don't want to start one. And so most of my approach to, uh, when other people say things, especially online or on email or on DMS or in comments is block and bless, forgive and delete. So yeah, she's blocked, uh, because the email she wrote me was in, uh, in comment of a story I had talked about censorship and blah, blah, blah. And so she's now blocked from seeing my story. So she doesn't have anything to say anymore. And I can continue to speak my truth to the people who actually want to hear it. And that's, I'm here for the people who love me. I'm not here for the people who don't. And I think you're the same way.
1: Well, what's hilarious in a way, I, in fact, on my YouTube channel, it's all, it's all YouTube, uh, the YouTube channel had when I was doing Fit to Love six days a week and I was doing cooking shows and, and the whole thing, um, I had a, a paleo banana bread and someone came on and literally wrote, no, thank you. <laughs> And I was like, um, okay, why would you spend the time? Just move on. Like, why right. would you? Why would you? Do you think I'm going to pull the video down because you wrote no thank you? Right. Who are what you? is your purpose? Um, Doug and I did an episode on his show, uh, Nice Guys on Business, last week. He was out of town. He, he called me and said, hey, can you jump on a call? Can Can you record with me today? I said, sure and we get on and he never edits anything. So, I mean, he presses record and we're talking about nothing. And I said, oh, is this banter all going on the show? He's like, of course. So then I finally said, so why am I on the show today? Oh, Strickland's on a date. I'm like, okay, cool. So we go through the interview. We talk about poop and boobs and all kinds of fun stuff and and, and health tests. And then we get to like a 28 minute mark. He goes, he says, okay. He goes, okay, babe, I have another question to ask you, but I'm going to, I'm going to, say for those of you you know we're getting to the 28 minute mark and i know that's probably when a lot of our audience loses interest and i said hold on how do you know that did somebody say you know what doug and strick i listened to it at at minute 27 and i was with you and at 28 i was done do people actually say that he goes no we probably don't know that and i said well then maybe you need a new audience why it's a random number of 28 minutes 30 minute episodes I go, if they, you know, maybe need to rethink, first of all, are they paying you? They're not. Yeah. <laughs> so who cares? But it, it was a funny, and then a lot of his community thought that was funny. And they're like, I listened the whole way through. Uh, but but we do make these, we make these, like, we put it in, out of context. And we forget, especially when you're out there, you know, talking about things that you're interested in and things you want to share, you know going back to thinking of like again self esteem and how we put ourselves out there and for those of you that are listening to this right now and are watching uh, i wanted to share this with you because i wanted you to know that everybody goes through it and and there's not a person in the world who doesn't at times even on a growth path feel a lack of self esteem or lack of confidence when i took my business to you know on one end behind closed doors like with Dr. Nation when we had one of our conversations and I was learning about how her doctors learned her train 10 but the the 10th part of the train was the emotional piece and it, it it came out of me i i mean i didn't even think about it and i was like no me 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 like what are you teaching them to do like that's what we do that's what i do that's what and and i kind of claimed that right so i went and i claimed that and then when she put me in front of everybody, I was like, oh, I'm talking to doctors. I'm not a therapist, but I, yet I'm claiming that I know how to do this, which I do. But okay. it's the minute that you have that opportunity. Like you said, I'm good at this. And then someone like hands you, okay, go. You're good at this. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm upper limiting. So so I want everyone out there to know that if it's, if it's leaving a relationship, because you don't think you can get better than what you're in, leaving a job or asking for one of my clients right now on the mastermind. She's been in her job for 35 years. And, and when she joined the group, she said, you know why I joined this group? Because I wanted to break my patterns. So we all meet for the first retreat in Min Myrtle Beach. And we're listening to her and we're, we're trying to help her like start her side business and listening to what she wants. And we're all kind of kindly suggesting that just for practice, maybe you want to make a new resume and just see what else is out there. You don't have to leave your job. You don't have to quit. No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. I want to do that. I love you, Linda. Um, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. (laughs) Right. And then somewhere along the way she did it and it was, it boosted her self-esteem to trust. I mean, she put herself out there. Then she was getting a lot of hits and like, it's like dating, like all of a sudden everybody wanted to be your friend. Everybody wanted a piece of her. And right. And it really boosted her self-esteem because she broke that pattern and because she stretched into that, but there was a lot of resistance and fear from point A to point B. So whether it's a job that you don't feel you, you've outgrown or a relationship that you've outgrown mm-hmm. or a way of being with yourself, the way you treat yourself. Okay. Another big point, And maybe you can speak to this too. I see this all the time with people that people come to me and they'll, they'll deal with one, one issue. They'll want all of it, but they'll focus on one and they'll successfully get one thing. But then it's all the little sub issues that they may or may not be ready to deal with. And it may be, I'm not the right person for them, which is totally cool, but I'll see you people upper limit in ways of self-care and self-care with exercise, with eating well, with taking care of their bodies. And it's all this, I, you know, to me, and that's where I, It's the world I come from. I come from the personal training from the functional medicine and now naturopathic um, integrative oncology world of like self-care and how you treat yourself is one of the, is one of the first I would say not for self-esteem principles, but how you and that's why my first book, Fit to Love, was what it was. It was like you want you want to you want to attract the love of your life, whether it, which is really you, then your self-care routine is going to reflect how much you value you. Yeah. The thing the action that you take is going to show others how you value you. So when people won't commit for when they won't commit for longer than 30 days or longer than two weeks or longer than 10 days, and they do a short-term program. And then they shame themselves for not getting the results to think they should get and they revert back to old behavior. It's like what's lacking, I think, is, again, that idea of self-esteem, that I don't love myself. I don't value myself enough to commit to being uncomfortable and to changing my habits to reflect the goals that I want because I love myself enough to put the effort in.
0: Yeah. and i think what we do sometimes unconsciously is we're training people around us how to treat us based on how we treat ourselves so it's like if you're in a relationship or um whether it's a friendship or personal relationship or even with a client if you're showing them hey I show up for myself first and then I show up for you. That is confidence. And they're gonna treat you a different way. Then if you put everything else first, everyone else first, you don't show up for yourself, you don't have self-care routines, then other people in your life see that, then that's how they're going to treat you, that you don't come first. And so I think it's very important. It goes beyond just going, you know, going, Oh, like I think self-care to a lot of people has become almost uh what's the word? Almost like um punishment something. Well, not punishment, elitist. So it's like taking care of yourself. Self-care means, oh, I get a massage. No, self-care can just be like, I wake up and I meditate first before I go check on the kids or before I go do the thing for the client that they're waiting on. It might be due, but I got to take care of me first. And I think it's become in our society today, like this thing where we can't make time for ourselves because that is something to reward ourselves after a hard day's work in this hustle culture. Right. And I want to turn that upside down and go, no, you take care of you first. And that is how you build everything else in your world with confidence and more effectively, in in my opinion, I think in yours too. Uh, But I, I totally agree with you on that. And I think it's just the more we can put ourselves first, the less selfish we can actually become. Someone said to me, and I said this to someone, unfortunately in my life, and I said, I do what I want, when I want, and I put myself first because that is how I can show up for you in the world. And he said, "That is the most selfish thing I've ever heard." And I said, "You're not hearing it, and you don't understand it, and that's unfortunate." Again, a reflection—it's a projection, a reflection of something unresolved within, with it, with inside him. There's nothing I can do about it except move on and go. Well, I'm, I'm here teaching you what I need to teach you, and I'm moving on. Take it or leave it, but uh, I'm here for the people that actually accept that about me and understand that, and are doing the same self, uh, same thing for themselves too.
1: I want to bust the selfish myth for a second. So, okay, um, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, people that take care of themselves, people that talk nice to themselves, people that do things for themselves uh, are not selfish. Um, they're, they're in, in, or if they are, or self centered, um, we all are. In fact, people that call others selfish are the ones that are saying, you're not behaving in the way that's pleasing to me. You're so not who's putting... the selfish one. <sighs> right, right. Who's the selfish one? The one who's pointing the finger, telling you that they would like better behavior from you to make them feel better. I would okay. like you to act in on behalf of me. Okay, well, that's that's selfish. That's the definition of selfish. So we can't like I talk about people pleasing and the addiction of people pleasing and the because people think, oh, but I'm a people pleaser, I'm a nice person. I said, You're a manipulator. Let's go over the manipulation of people-pleasing. So you do things for other people. You put them first. Why? Because you want to try to control how they think about you and how they feel about you and subconsciously you're hoping that they're going to do the same thing for you, which is why most people get really mad when they've given and given and given to people and then now they need help and those people are not given and they're not given the same way and they're not given the same amount and they're not given in this in the way that's meaningful to them because it's, it's this unspoken agreement that you think you're making by doing an act of service for somebody or loving them and in whatever way you see is good. And then getting offended to think somehow that translated to, okay, now it's your turn when I need help. And so this people-pleasing thing is really an addiction to being a rescuer and then being the victim when that person doesn't act the way you want them to. So selfish and self-centered are the way we all are, period. You can't get away from it. You can only act from yourself. You can only see and be in your own body. You can't act for somebody else. You can't think for somebody else. You can't feel for somebody else. You can't interpret for somebody else. You are literally in your body as yourself, and that is it. So if you are not self-centered, if you are not selfish, then you have no idea what it means for you to be happy, how to get happy. You don't know you, you're not a master of you because you end up manipulating other people to get validated. It's like, so I had a client today who, and love you too. You know who you are. She, I said to her, cause she said, why do I always do this? Why does this person, why do I want so badly for her to think I'm smart? And mm. I said, what? So we went back to her core wounds and, and core wounds were rejected, uh, ignored, And dominated. And I said, okay, so in this situation, what's being triggered for you is that you've been rejected in the past, or you've interpreted that your mother rejected you. So, and you're desperately trying to feel and not get abandoned, and you feel fundamentally flawed using some of the upper limit stuff. And I said, so here's what I want you to think of because it's always a mirror. Whatever you want from someone else is what you need to give to you. So I want you to visualize when you get this trigger feeling in your body. I want you to imagine that you're the drug addict and she's your dealer. (laughs) So literally what you're doing is like, give it to me, give it to me. Tell me that I'm smart. Validate me, please. Right. Which of course diffused her in a second. She's like, okay, I get it. I'm like, all right. So then we just have to flip the mirror around and say, what am I looking for her to give me that I'm not giving to myself? And, and so I just wanted to put that out there because when it comes to building self-esteem, that's one of the first places you have to start. Because if you have laid down in front of others, you have, you you have um put down what it what's the prostration you've prostrated yourself in front of others to tell them to tell you who you are please show me my worth let me know if i'm valuable you'll always lose
0: yeah and i re- i remember being younger and um being kind of there was a group of three girls that were kind of mean to me. And when I was older and, and when I say older, I mean like high school, college compared to middle school and below, I remember I was like, it's their fault that I don't have confidence. Cause they told me I wasn't good enough. And I had this victim mentality misbelief that I carried for way too long. And now, I mean, a little older, a little wiser. And I'm like, Oh my gosh! That was an opportunity to take my power back and go. My self worth does not come from what anybody else has to say about me. It comes absolutely from within. So you know, I have my little practices when I feel like I need to get into it before a big meeting or meeting someone new or whatever it might be or doing a podcast episode with someone I feel is, um, you know, a big deal or something, whatever it might be. And so I have practices to cultivate more confidence. But it it it, it fundamentally is the realization that. You have the power. I have the power. Like no, uh, no one other single person in this world has any power or dominion over how I feel about myself but me. What's that uh, Eleanor Roosevelt quote? Uh, you know what it is?
1: It's uh, no, a – I, it. I was thinking of a Wayne Dyer quote. Okay. What's that one? Your opinion of me is none of my business.
0: That's, yeah, that's Eleanor Rosa. Okay, so I think they're the same quote. Exactly. So you've got it. Like, your opinion of me is none of my business. Now, does it hurt sometimes? Does it suck sometimes? Sure. We're not saying it doesn't. It doesn't roll off my back either. However, if I had that mentality, I would be miserable because a lot of people don't like me. (laughs) So what am I going to do? Shut up? I'm not going to shut up. I'm only going to get louder. That's what happened when I got censored. I was like, I have a rebel person. I'm like, Oh, Oh, you want me to quiet down? You want me to shut up? Watch me get louder. And so I think that sometimes it can be fuel. Sometimes this, instead of us going, Oh my God, I'm not good enough. This person said this horrible thing about me. They don't like me on YouTube. They said, this girl's crazy. It's like, You want to see crazy? Watch me. Like, you know what I mean. If that's your definition of crazy, let me double down on how amazingly crazy I am, because I'm gonna teach you a thing or two on this show. And you did. That's literally what you did without even meaning to, you know? Because you just you didn't see the comment. You kept doing your show, and then she came along on the journey with you and went, "Oh, this is super valuable. Thank
1: you both." Right? Because because I'm sure what I did was trigger. Well, again, and this is why I do it on YouTube. When people are listening to my show on my podcast, I know that they're there for me too. And again, they know that I'm not a host. I do solo shows. So it's not like every show I have a guest, I do solo shows. so And I get a lot of feedback that they love solo shows. So I, do a, I don't I do a lot of them anymore because I have two other podcasts and a, and a membership group where I do more of them. But So because I know that and I put myself out into an arena of people who aren't looking for me, they're looking for my guests because they're a big deal. I know. So I don't take it personally because I know if I was them too, I'd be frustrated. This person that I don't know is talking a lot. I'd be like, I just want to hear them, which is why now I say, where can they find more of you? Because if you don't like me, I'm perfectly fine with that. And Mm -hmm. I get it. You're frustrated. You're like, girl, shut up. Like, I just want to hear such and such. So, okay, go find them. This is my show. And you don't, contribute to it in any way. So you have no say. (laughs) So, and it's my conversation. Like if it wasn't for me bringing you this free show, you wouldn't even have an opportunity to listen to so-and-so because you can't call them up on the phone and be like, Hey, you want to have a conversation? Can you school me? Like I pay for this production. I do all the effort to put this out into the world. And so, you know, it, it, but at first, you know, most podcasters that I've seen and worked with, it's like asking permission. Oh my God. Will they, you know, I I don't have an audience and I I like, will they do me the favor of coming on my show? Now, at first, when you have no audience, it does feel like that. But as you grow quickly, you realize you have a platform of people who know, like, and trust you, and it's a value. But, and you have to, so I stopped bringing on people, you know, I mean, I have repeat guests on all the time because it's about relationship building. And I say no to most people that try to pitch me to be on the show because it has to come from my journey, this conversation that we're having, which is why you and I are having this conversation right now. Because what I'm seeing, the trend I'm seeing, The thing that keeps coming up, I just finished my Roadmap to Emotional Healing course, which deals with some of these core wound issues and being able to identify them and then your patterns and how to break them and how to identify what your needs are. But past that, what I still keep seeing is confidence, 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 self-esteem, self-esteem, self-esteem. And I'm like, we got to talk about self-esteem because I don't know that I have before. And I want to break that myth to people that they think, well, I just decide, well, I don't have any self-esteem. Okay, well, do you want to have some? Because you can change it and we can help you with that. In fact, what that that conversation sort of stimulated was Allison and I kind of brainstorming about some ways we could teach you to do that because we weren't going to be able to do it today on the show. So we're actually doing a free webinar and we're going to invite you to it called the Three Ways to Build self-esteem. So we've talked about building self-esteem today. Well, we're going to give you three ways, doot, 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 three steps, right, to build self-esteem. And you can implement these into your life. It's completely free. To take this webinar with us, it will be recorded and we will share it with you, although it may only be a 24 hour recording. But we're gonna, we just wanna help you in a different format. We wanna be with you. We wanna have you there asking questions. We wanna be able to answer the questions and not like what we're doing right now is recording and there's only gonna be feedback in a comment below this video or somewhere on a Facebook group that we have, or maybe someone's gonna reach out and send a note. But we wanted to be able to help you, give you tangible tools to understand how to and why and what, like, where do I even start with building self-esteem? Yeah.
0: And I just want to say like, if you're, if you're hesitant at all, this works for you, no matter who you are, no matter what you've been through, no matter what labels you put on yourself, like, Oh, well, I'm an introvert. Right. People think that I'm an extrovert. I am so introverted. I need so much downtime. Like I need so much prep time before going out in the world. I know you're more of an extrovert, JJ. And so I just want to share that. Like you might think our energies are similar because we're just talk and talk and talk and talk. We used to talk for hours, and we're so much fun, and I think we're a blast. But anyways, I'm still super introverted. And. These same strategies will work for me, will work for you. And I'm also a rebel personality. You may not be a rebel personality. That's okay, you're a people pleaser, that's okay. These strategies will work for anyone. We're gonna identify, okay, where are you? And then you can take, everyone can take these tools and use them in their own way. So that's why I wanted to share it in case anyone's like, well, I don't know if it'll work for me. It will. Nation, if the last couple of years have taught us anything, it's that stress and anxiety can cause a lot of harm, both mentally and physically. And stress can take us down, even a perfectly healthy person. And sometimes it's like almost overnight, we suddenly have poor sleep, we're gaining weight, we're fatigued, we're mentally foggy, we're tired, right? It happens to the best of us. So okay, how can we prevent this? How can we reverse this? How can we start Feeling better? Well, let's talk about cortisol. Cortisol is the stress hormone and it spikes when we're in danger. It's supposed to spike when we're in danger. However, <laughs> this crazy modern world that we're living in has our cortisol spiking all damn day long. You know what I'm talking about. There is all this fear-mongering in the news, clickbait headlines. We are endlessly having to compare ourselves to people on social media. There are so many reasons that our stress is fluctuating like it never has before. And those crazy stress hormones are absolutely flooding our body. Now, I know I just, I I feel like I just fear-mongered you. I swear I didn't mean to, because I really do have good news. I'm just acknowledging this is happening, but there's something that we can do about it. Here's the good news. There are some amazing rare superfood adaptogens that have been shown to help reduce cortisol quite quickly, which calms the hormones down and brings us back into our balanced, peaceful state of homeostasis. The body is always striving for homeostasis, right? So like ashwagandha, which is the main ingredient in Organifi's green juice, has been shown in multiple studies to reduce cortisol and stress. It's a delicious drink that also features 10 other amazing superfood ingredients that work synergistically in the body to promote natural detoxing, more energy, and even healthy weight management through reducing cravings. You guys, it's really amazing what the body is capable of doing with the right fuel. That's why I fuel myself with Organifi. Not only the green juice, which is all 100% certified organic, non-GMO, and tastes delicious, especially with their new apple crisp flavor, but if we're talking about hormones, we got to talk about Organifi Harmony. Harmony was created to support women and going from a depleted to a nourished state so they can rid themselves of pesty PMS symptoms and get back to the state of harmony that they desire. This is also great for stress, PMS, supporting your body's ability to optimize your female hormone balance, and the adaptogens help you have energy and support your mood depending on your body's needs. That's what adaptogens do. They adapt to what it is that you need. So get your harmony on, get your green juice on. If you're dealing with any type of stress, I've got your back. Go to OrganifiShop.com slash and use the coupon code Food and you'll save 20% off your order. Also, always check out that page because they're running specials all of the time. So stay up to date by going to that page regularly and you can find out all your discounts in addition to your 20% off whenever they are running a special. Last month, we did a contest and I forgot to announce the winner. I did let her know and Organifi shipped her her product. But Natalie Jennings, you won a bottle of Organifi Glow. She already knows, but I wanted to announce it on here. And good news, if you entered the Organifi contest last month, I'm still picking another winner in July. Okay? Very exciting. So if you want to enter this month, we're doing the same contest. Leave me a review go to audible.com or pull up your Audible app and find the Food Heals podcast and leave me a rating and review. And by the end of the month, we will pick another winner. And what you're gonna win this time is a 14 count of travel packs from a variety of blends like the red, the green, the gold, the pure, and the balance. So you're gonna get 14 travel packs. Again, all you have to do is go to Audible. Dot com and leave a review for the Food Heals podcast. And make sure you tag me on social media, excuse me, screenshot your review, tag me on social media, and then make sure that's how I'll see your post at Allison Melody TV or at Food Heals Nation. If you don't have social media, just email me your review. Last month, we had Natalie... If you entered in June, you're still in the pool to win for July. If you enter in July, you don't have a lot of competition. So you're you're very likely to win. I don't have a lot of reviews yet. So um, help me get those reviews and I'll help you win some green, gold, red, pure, and balance. Again, everything is at OrganifiShop.com slash Food Heals.
1: It's funny because I actually want to do a show on introvert versus extrovert. Um one day in my, somewhere I'm going to do it. I keep talking about it, but, uh, but nonetheless, so I just want to, I want to conclude, cause this is a, a big topic and I wanted to sort of scratch the surface with it. I just want to give a few little stories. Maybe you can share any that you have like big deals, like a big deal. Um, for me, For those of you that don't know me, if you're listening to me on Food Heals or you're watching this on YouTube, uh, I have a personal training background and what I learned, but I have an actress background. I was an actress, a singer, a dancer. And what I've always really enjoyed doing is helping people sort of, I've always asked that conversation about the why. Why does someone do, why do they react the way they react? Why do I feel the way I feel? I've always been that seeker. And it's led me down an emotional path, both from the point of view of when you're an actor, taking on someone else's point of view. That's what I love the most about acting is that you get to leave your story, right? You leave your life and be, you're in someone else's story. You get to look from a different point of view that you might not have. And that's super fun. It's also valuable if you can take the lessons from that. So between that and then learning astrology, and then with my clients, especially in the last 10 to 15 years, trying to save my marriage and learning all of these tools to do that. I would then, and again, I'm always learning and growing law of attraction. I would see how it worked for me and I'd want to help others. And to the point where the last 10 years, especially, I mean, yes, I was personal training my clients, but I was more interested in getting underneath the hood and helping them change how they felt about it or getting to the wounds or getting to the things. None of them cared. They didn't want (laughs) to do any of that stuff. Right. So, uh, and I, so I didn't have an audience, which is why I started my show because I just wanted to share all kinds of stuff. And I needed an outlet to do that. So fast forward, I put my show out and now I'm getting, Oh my God, this is amazing. It's changing my life. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. And now I'm like, okay, what, what else? I'm like, well, what do you mean? What else? So I'm like, okay, I got to get these people in a room. I got to get them in on a Facebook group and then, and then started to work with them in this way. To the point where, so that was 2016 that that went out. So now we're looking at 2018 and I've now just completed or just done my very first live event where I decided I was going to put the personal trainer part down. I would still do some of it. We still exercise. We still talked about food and nutrition, but I'm going to start adding in these coaching pieces. Now, I'm not even a certified coach by anybody else's standards. I've thought about many different programs, but every time I go to pull the trigger, I don't want to do it for some reason that I don't agree with something that they talk about. And I'm like, no. And then I, take, then I take material and I end up like rearranging it and teaching it in a different way that seems more effective. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do it my way because it seems to resonate and people seem to get it better than when I watch you teach it in a room full of people that are kind of glazing over confused. Mm-hmm. So that's been my progression to the point where I now have my own certification. So, and I'm not a therapist and definitely the very first time somebody, because I used to hear it in my house, um, I would be discredited because that would be threatening. If I'm right, then someone else has to do some work. So of course, let's Mm just put, let's just say, you just don't know what you're doing and you don't know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. when it comes to me, even though I'll say, you know, you're very smart with everybody else, but no, it doesn't apply to me. So, so here I am, you know, doing therapy things, if you will, how, and I've been to plenty of therapists and I've had mostly not great experiences, but I had a few good experiences and one at the end that was really good. But I come out of this and I see like the the matrix of the, of the therapy model and I'm like, God, it just people go for years and they just don't get anywhere and they just keep complaining about the same things and they just. So finally, I just said, you know what, this is I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to take these tools that have changed my life and I'm going to teach them to others. And so when I first got that first negative comment, JJ's not a therapist. That one hurt. Yeah, Because that was my fear. Yeah. But then after I sat with it, I'm like, and I'm so glad that I'm not because I have to follow your goddamn rules that are so exactly. dumb to keep people yeah. in a story that keeps them victimized for years. So I was like, thank God, because there are a lot of rules. You said that, like all the bureaucracy, if you will, of staying. You said at the very beginning, the freedom that comes with not being credentialed, if you will, in certain ways, because then you can kind of operate in a more curious. And here's how I prove it way. Let me show you the data. Let me show you the science. Let me show you the research. Let me show you the books that talk about these things. I'm not just hiding behind a credential and giving you recommendations. I'm actually showing you where I got it from. And so for me, That was the first really hit me under the belt kind of comment. But it was such a blessing because it made me realize all the things that I do that are so much more impactful to some people, not to everybody, uh, and and made me appreciate my approach uniquely that I didn't. So I've literally gone from personal trainer to empowerment strategist with my own certification, teaching others who want to do what I do. I can't teach them how to think like me in my brain, but I can teach them, you know, some of the tools that I use and it's super fun and it's so transformative. And yet guys, I don't have a degree in any of this. Right. I, but yet people will, I mean, Dr. Miriam Raja was on my show last week and then we did a live and she's a triple board certified physician. She's also a naturopathic. No, she's not a naturopathic. She's triple board certified. She is an acupuncture medicine practitioner and she is an Ayurvedic practitioner and she must've said to me three times, you're brilliant. Like you just realized what you just said is like, there's like three theses in that, right? And I was like, oh, thank you. And I was, I took it in. I, I, I took it in and I'm like, I didn't need it. It felt good coming in though. I'm like, I know what I do works. I know that mm-hmm. I'm not for everybody, but in order, but that's with everything. That's with what you do for a living. That's who you are in relationships. That's who you are in your workplace. That's who you are in your family. You when you start to build your self esteem, or when you want to change something about your life, you have to start with this piece, and it's not and it's not a you know one eighty, it's a process, um, but we want to help you get on the road to it. So you know I've been able to do it. Allison's done it. She's gone from you know kind of asking permission, then just blaring it out to the world, and now she's out there doing her thing, right? Because because she knows what she knows. She knows who she's helped. She knows who she reaches. And because she has a few people that are naysayers, we're all going to, that are going to be threatened with the work that you're doing because it may make them look bad Um, or because they think what you're really doing may make them obsolete also, right? There's all of that stuff that gets intertwined, but it's been our journey together. Both of us, neither one of us have a degree formally in what it is that we're necessarily doing, but we both have a very successful, committed, active, Audience with plenty of testimonials about transformation, change, freedom, health, healing, you know, happiness, the things that you're all here searching for. So who cares where it comes from? Yeah. And to
0: your point, I think about this sometimes like, okay. I went to college, I got a degree in film production and uh, communication studies. Do I consider myself an expert in that? Yeah, but half of the things that I learned back then are completely obsolete now. So um, the programs we used back then don't exist. Um, some of the things that we we learned in film school, like never do a jump cut. YouTube is all jump cuts. Like everything I learned in film school is no longer existent. And so very often those credentials don't mean much after a certain amount of time has passed. So I'd rather work with someone like you who I found online, listen to your podcast, realize we were in alignment and I know like and trust you. I'd rather work with you. And it's the same with uh, when it comes to anything that uh, we're doing in the world. For example, like uh, for me, it's like people don't really come to me for nutrition advice, but they come to me for resources. And I've got better resources than their Western medicine trained doctor because their Western medicine trained doctor is not schooled in nutrition. So I'm sending them the information that I'm getting, the scientific studies and the, you know, nutritional supplements that work for certain um, diseases that come from my functional medicine doctors who are trained in a very different way. And so I guess the point is just that to your point, like, what does a degree actually mean and what does it credential someone for now for some things, I don't want my surgeon that got, that's just an Instagram influencer. Right. 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 But when it comes to health and wellness and taking care of ourselves, you know, I want to speak to people like you, Uh, you know, it's comes to the psychology of who are you following online? Like I follow um, a woman who writes about uh, narcissistic disorder because I want to learn more about what that is because I've experienced it in my life and I'm able to recognize it faster now. I don't know if she has a degree. I don't care. What she said online absolutely resonated with me. I was like, she gets it. This is what I went through. Oh my God. Follow, learn more right now. You know, I'm a super fan of hers. Same with nutrition. Everyone that I follow is not a Juilliard trained, whatever, or a master Michelin star restaurant chef, but gosh, they make really amazing vegan meals. That's what I follow that I want to um, make myself. So I don't care where they went to school. I don't care what degree they had. I know they got their degree in the kitchen literally could care less. I know them. I like them. They trust, I trust them because they made me some good food that I was able to make at home and replicate. And so just to your point, it's like, I, I we're saying this so you know, you don't have to go get a four year, six year, 10 year degree right now to become the person that's speaking their truth online. You can just have gone through something. One more point. I have, I, I've, I'm not an expert in grief, but I'm an expert in grief right? So would you rather work with someone who's an expert in grief because they lost the same, you know, you lost your parents, I lost my parents, you lost your sister, I lost whatever it is, and talk? Or would you rather have the credentialed person who's never gone through a fucking trauma in their life?
1: Yeah, no, I get it. And that was actually when, like the first couples therapist we went two years ago, yeah, that was my my partner's point of view. You're not married. I'm out of here. <laughs> like if you haven't had a marital spat, if you don't know what it's like to be with a partner that you've married and then you're having problems with. And and again, whether that be right or wrong or short-sighted or not, because I chose someone specifically for a type of work, um, I had to respect that, you know, if I don't feel like I, you can relate to me, That's going to be a disconnect from the beginning, regardless of what letters you have behind your name or lack of letters, right? Again, no disrespect for people, those of you that have degrees and things, all power to you. We're trying to tell people who, in fact, I asked my very first coach, do I need to get the coaching certificate? She said, no. I asked my last therapist, do I need to get certified? She said, no. Not that I needed them to tell me, but they both validated that, no, you like, basically you are enough. You don't need to get any of these numbers, letters, or whatever credentials to validate. Although at one point as a personal trainer, I definitely wanted to get a, cause people wouldn't listen to me. And boy, when you're 20 something years old and you have all this knowledge that you want to help people with who don't care to be helped, um, you like, if I just got the doctored little thing at the end, you'd listen to me. Cause you don't listen to the other people. But no, but that's that's a different story altogether. So if we can help you, if this resonates at all with you, if you like to learn how to build more self-esteem than where you are now to get more of what you want, more love, more happiness, more joy, more peace, more money, more exposure, more opportunities, whatever it may be. I, I wanted to share this because I didn't want to just bring Allison into my little mastermind group to talk about overcoming imposter syndrome when it comes to building a business, because this conversation deserves a bigger platform for those of you that just want to feel better about yourselves in the world, regardless of what you're doing.
0: Yeah, 100%. Well, I'm so glad to have this conversation with you today. I know we're going to have lots more in the future, so that's exciting for me.
1: So for those of you that aren't watching this but you're listening, the link is jjflazanes.com forward slash self esteem. So the webinar is going to be on Thursday. I'm just going to pull it up right now. Thursday, August 18th. At 5 p.m., making a lot of noise with my microphone. Okay. 5 p.m. <laughs> Pacific time. And that her lily in the back. Okay. Um, she really wants you to let her out. Um, um,
0: well, I have so I have a dog staying here, and it's so sad because the owner um is is in the process of losing someone. And so I have felt so bad that I had to keep them today. But they yeah, they want to hang, but there's nothing I could do on the days that I'm filming and recording. I'm like, I have an extra dog that I wouldn't plan on having, but I have to respect that they're they're going through something real hard so i apologize for any doggy noises today normally i wouldn't have them but had to keep her so that she could bury her father basically you know well
1: again we're not trying to be there's no there's no put on a show of perfectionism. Here's life. Welcome. to. The I got my ring lights,
0: but I got my dog. So
1: yeah. And if, we if the, and, and if the dogs, you know, we're enough for you to stop listening, then you're not, we're not, this is not resonating and it's cool. Move on. All right. So Thursday, June, I'm sorry, Thursday, August 18th, 5.00 PM Pacific, 8.00 PM. Eastern, jjflazanes.com forward slash self-esteem. The link is below the video. The link is in the show notes for this episode and we'd love to see you there. We're going to talk about the three ways to build self-esteem. So if, if this is something you struggle with, please make it there. Please sign up again. There will be a replay for about 24 hours after, but we'd love to see you there. So thanks everybody. And we're wishing you of course, on this journey, every time like little by little continuing to value yourself more and more so that you can claim to yourself that you do have very healthy, good self-esteem.
0: Thanks everyone. Thanks JJ. Food Heals Nation, thank you so much for joining me. And I hope you enjoyed that interview with JJ. Again, don't forget, we would love to have you join us on August 18th. That'll be at five o'clock Pacific, eight o'clock Eastern. We're going to do a workshop on three ways to build self-esteem. And that's just really for conscious men and women who want more for themselves than maybe you're currently allowing in right now. We want to inspire you and empower you to feel more confident in your everyday life and go after and achieve those dreams, right? So what we're going to cover is the three steps to building self-esteem and why they are all equally important. We're going to identify if you have imposter syndrome, which spoiler alert, you probably do, <laughs> and uh, which category that you fall into so you can kind of figure out, okay, if this is my category, this is what I'm doing, here's how I can dig myself out of that. The most common self-judgments that we carry about ourselves and how to rewrite those programs and why affirmations might not work for this. Doesn't mean don't do your affirmations, but we're going to teach you what to do instead. That and so much more. You can go to JJ Flizane's. Dot com slash self-esteem to get signed up. And don't forget, if you show up live, you're getting a free gift. Yay, we love giving away freebies. All right, I'll see you next time, Food Heals Nation. Don't forget to sign up at JJflizanes.com slash self-esteem. See you next time, Food Heals Nation.